0: Tuning in to another episode of the Chaos Cookies podcast. Today, I am going to go over some fun activities that some have asked me about for keeping kids occupied during the summer. Maybe you're not traveling yet. Maybe you're in the middle of a pool build like me, and we don't have a pool, so we need to uh, figure things out to do. But we don't want to go spend a lot of money doing different activities. Or maybe there's a waitlist for camp. Or maybe you're you're in a place where there aren't any camps open yet. So nothing crazy, nothing fancy, but I do have some tricks up my sleeve. And so I thought I would share them with you today. So one of the activities that you can do if you want to stay inside is you can take some red yarn. You can take any color of yarn, to be honest, but I think it's more fun with red. You can take it and you can... Weave it in and out of your kitchen cabinets and your poles, and you can make it look like one of those laser, you know, paths for like a spy movie. And the kids will have so much fun, you know, dipping under them, kind of maneuvering their body around it. Even the parents, right? Even parents can like maneuver up and down and through. How fun is that? You pretend you're a spy. And it's probably a pretty easy cleanup. And super easy to do. All you need is some yarn or string uh, I think yarn, obviously, because it's softer, and any kid age could do it. obviously not the little tiny babies that can crawl. But you know, be careful with it, but super, duper fun. Another thing that was a big winner in my household about, I don't know, almost a year ago. you can take this anywhere too. It doesn't have to just be inside. So I'm going to give you three different ways that you can use this fun little activity on the trip on a, well, it could be a train. If you're taking a train, a plane, a car or at home. So at home, if you can find a Ziploc bag, big or small, you can grab anything like hand sanitizer or dippity do are It's very cheap, like that really cheap stuff that you can use for mom's, uh, for the girls in their hair for dance recitals. It's called Dippity Doo or that hair gel. It comes in all sorts of colors green, yellow, blue. Or you can put some food coloring in there if you're using a clear gel. And you can put that in the bag about, I don't know, three quarters of the way up. Grab some glitter, grab some plastic beads, grab some letters, anything that's not gonna obviously get destroyed by getting wet or gooey. Seal it up and grab some painter's tape, some masking tape some scotch tape and tape it on a surface. You could tape it on the floor, on the desk, on a countertop, on the table, and you can do letters. They can draw letters with their finger. You can draw numbers. You can do math problems. You can put hidden items in there and see if they can find the hidden, you know, little plastic, kind of like those rice things that you see in bottles. That you can make you put rice and you put hidden things and they shake them and they turn them and you can find the m- hidden items in there and see what they can find very similar to that you could do whatever you wanted in there so that's also portable you can put that in the car you could tape it to the back of the car seat in front of them you could tape it on one of those portable you know lap desks for the car if you're doing like a road trip and bring that with you just make sure obviously there's no hole in it and if you're traveling on the airplane if you don't want to have them already made maybe you don't want to deal with it or you're afraid maybe tsa will flag you bring the baggies bring the beads or whatever it is you're going to put in there the glitter whatnot and then when you get into the airport you can buy some sanitizer colored sanitizer you could probably bring the gel as The problem is, is if you're going to walk in with it, it has to be that certain size, right? You can't, it has to be travel size. So I don't know if that'll be enough, maybe for a small like snack bag, but you can go buy hand sanitizer. You could probably go to the airport and go fill it up. There's stations all over the place nowadays, no shortage there. So you can put that and tape that to the, the little drop down table on the airplane, on the back of that chair. And or if it pulls out of the airplane arm, tape it on there. Fun. It'll keep them occupied. It's sensory. Adults like it. And, and it's cheap. Very inexpensive. Fun. So give that a try. Let me know. If you want to see a tutorial, there's a one on my Instagram at Chaos and Cookies. Or my Heather Stenker one, so you can go and check check that out if you wanted to see a visual on what it looked like. My three year old nephew loves it when I do it, and even my thirty five year old sister (laughs) liked it too when we were sitting there. I mean, I think it's really fun. I made a bunch for all the kids, uh, for when they were eating lunch. They were all coming over, and I think it was between activities or something, and they had a blast. They had they had a really good time. Another thing that you could do maybe outside. I mean, we're in the middle of a pool build. It's been raining like crazy, and we are like two or three weeks away from it being done. It's agony, just seeing it sit there. They are finally moving out all of the like the debris and the clutter with the skid loader right now. So my kids are actually watching the tractor all day, which is also keeps them quiet. But we're almost there. It's hot. Being outside is difficult in Texas without any type of water to keep them cool. I mean, you can ride bikes for so long and scooters and, uh, Jeeps, if you even have those things, I mean, not everyone has those types of activities or access to that kind of stuff. So what you could do very inexpensive, uh, I've been picking up these water balloons. They come in the clusters where you put them on the end of the hose and they fill up, I think like a cluster of 50 or 20, I don't, I don't know how many, but they will self tie. When you, when you pull them off, they can do an egg toss with them where they toss one back and forth and try not to break it. They can obviously throw them at each other, break them over each other's heads, those types of things. Uh, but water balloons are always fun balloons. Every kid loves a balloon, whether it's filled with water or not. So you could do that. You could fill, you could fill them up in your bathtub and leave them in there, put them in a cooler for a rainy day, super duper fun. Also, you can grab the sprinkler head, like a fun one that goes all over the place. They're very inexpensive. I think they're like 10 bucks at a target or Amazon, and you can put it at the end of the hose. They can run through that. You can really can't turn your sprinklers on. At least here in Texas, we're under a water restriction during the summer. So maybe on your water day, if you're here in Texas, or if you have that in your neck of the woods but you can grab the sprinkler in the backyard and put it underneath the trampoline. If you have a trampoline, it'll cool the trampoline down for one. If you just need a quick cool down because it's too hot because of the sun two, it's just another way for them to play in the water. It's contained. It will get a little muddy underneath the trampoline. That is the downside, but it's a lot of fun for the kids. They don't slip and break their ankle, (laughs) but obviously all of these please take, proper precautions while doing these activities at home. Uh, Another activity that you could do outside other than taking a walk, you could play hide and seek is you can, and sidewalk chalk is always fun painting rocks and putting them around the neighborhood. And then you can go and drive around and put them somewhere. And then when you go take a walk, a you, it gives neighbors fun to look at. And it's just a nice little addition to the community, but also you can go tell your kids, let's go find them. Maybe they don't know where you put them. Maybe you do it after they go to bed or they're inside and you say, I'm going to go hide them. And then you go take a walk and go find them. How fun is that? So another activity you could do if they're stuck inside, maybe it's raining, not the greatest day outside, you need to keep them quiet or you're trying to get them to clean up because cleaning up is always a struggle. There's always one kid that looks busy, but never doing it. My daughter, (laughs) she always says she's cleaning up, but she just twirls or she kind of mills around. So she's basically bossing around and delegating. So a trick that you could try, it works with my kids to a point. They love a competition. They love to race. So I, You could do one of two things. The first option you could do if you're trying to get like all mess cleaned up is you can say whoever puts the most things away in the proper place wins a prize, wins a treat, wins a token or a sticker on their chart, something, whatever way that you reward your kid. If you have a system, sticker charts are great ideas. Treasure boxes from the dollar store. Great. Even just a sticker. They love stickers. Kids love stickers and balloons. So you could try that. The second option you could do if they're not enamored by that idea anymore is you can pretend or actually, depending on what kind of parent you are and if you want to follow through with it or not, if you're just trying to trick them, is you pick an item in your head and you tell them whoever picks up the secret item and puts it away where it belongs wins wins maybe just wins. Maybe they just want to be the winner, uh, or a token sticker and so on. And you don't have to tell them what it is and you can make it up as you go. If you need to, you know, positively reinforce one child more that day, then you can just watch what they do and pick that child. I mean, you kind of have to do that with other kids. You have to kind of feel out their emotions sometimes. Cause the last thing you want is that child to maybe lose <laughs> And start more of a tantrum and issue if they're feeling down or uh, having just a sensitive day. So always watch that, of course. But it's always a fun way to get people, get uh, your kids to clean up without you yelling and hassling them all the time. Like clean up, clean up, clean up. It always works for a while. So try those. I also have a couple of pointers on my Instagram where uh, for the, the younger kids, you know, the yarn thing isn't as safe. For the young ones, but you could put some painter's tape, masking tape on the floor. You could do it on the tile, on the carpet, and grab their bucket of cars, and you can have them line them up if they're in that age where they like to line up all their toys, their animals, their toy farm animals, the, the food from the play kitchen, anything really that they want to line up, it'll, you can put uh, zigzags, different designs on the floor and it'll keep them occupied. My nephew again, loved to line up pretty much anything and everything he groups them together. And so he totally loved loved it when i had that on there uh you can do that on countertops you can do that on the floor you can do it on the door there is another option that i'm thinking about trying with my oldest son he loves legos loves legos and i got this idea from the school that he goes to they put up just with some double-sided tape or maybe even some velcro to so it wouldn't fall off on the wall they put these sheets of lego bases on there just the flat ones that you can put legos on on the wall and they let the kids build the legos coming out from the wall i guess it simulates the brain in a different way. And it's a different way of building and looking at Legos. And so I was thinking about making like a Lego wall in his room to keep him occupied, just to kind of keep him off the table and the floor. And then they put, I think they bought just some cheap, like a cheap, um, something for like a two by four or something where they made like a little, uh, Bucket. I guess it was across the side or the bottom and that, that's where you can keep the Lego. So it's not exactly a Lego table, but of course it's like a mix and match. So you can always tape that up on the wall and then they have a Lego wall. Another option. I don't have little ones that are at this age. I'm waiting for my nephew to get up a little bit older and then I'm going to try it out. But if you have like the bell toys or the things that crinkle if you don't want them touching the floor, because if you're a mom that doesn't want toys on the floor, the baby or whatever, you can take the tape, the same tape that you're pretty much going to use for all of these activities, you can tape those up on the wall. And what you can do is you can tape them up along the wall where they kind of line up, and it creates an activity and sensory wall for them that they can either practice their tummy time, they can practice sitting up and playing. Maybe they're trying to walk, but with, holding on to something and they can walk along the wall and play with them that way too. Again, it gets them off the floor, gets them stimulated. It teaches them something and it keeps them occupied so you can go get some stuff done. Or maybe you have to send off a couple of emails and, you know, give these, give these ideas a shot. Uh, again, these are all pretty much portable. Bring the yarn to the Airbnb and go do that in the kitchen. Bring the tape and the the toys just use painters tape so it doesn't destroy the walls so a lot of these you can do really anywhere so hopefully these are helpful or maybe it's kind of getting the the gears moving in your brain on some things and some ideas on what you can do with them reading of course writing coloring the, all the typical activities but if you're looking to get a little creative or have your older kids help you set this stuff up. And then, you know, with us, we swim, we swim a lot. So I strongly recommend swim lessons. I, we did ISR training with our kids, uh, since they were babies, drop them in. They learned how to float now infant swim and rescue or safety rescue, whatever it's it's labeled. I forget it's been a couple of years since we did it. I swear by it though, it is expensive, but I feel like with uh kids and water, there's no amount of money that could stop you from safety on that because it's so scary. And we were doing it 10 minutes a day, and it could take up to six weeks. I think most of my kids learned within three weeks when they were really little. It's just such a relief to know that they would know how to get out of the water but I would always recommend, uh, looking into that, even just to spruce up their skills. You know, my youngest is four right now. He hasn't swim. He hasn't swam in the pool since at least last summer, because we started the construction on our pool in November and the pool that we have at this house, it was a bit dangerous. It wasn't really the best pool for a kid. Uh, one, it was small Two, It had a 10 foot drop off the ledge And I didn't want anyone walking on the ledge and falling down clearly on the level below. It had very sharp corners and it was only three feet and five feet deep. So they couldn't really jump. It wasn't a big pool. So they couldn't even really jump far into it without hitting the other side. So it just wasn't a kid friendly pool. So they didn't really swim in it much. And it was a dark plaster. You couldn't really see them under the water. So they haven't really swam since last year. And then we started construction. And so I'm hoping he will remember he was a really strong swimmer last summer, uh, swimming with no floaties and he was three. So if I need a refresh, obviously I will, but it's always really important to stay safe around water. So if you have a pool, that is a clear choice. However, also my daughter has vitiligo. I've talked about this in my social media more so than anything. Vitiligo is an autoimmune disorder. That attacks the pigment of the skin. So the body thinks this, the pigment, what makes the coloring of your skin thinks it's bad and it starts to kill it and it turns it white. So essentially no pigment and not for vanity, not for anything like that. Uh, we live in Texas skin cancer runs in my family. It's more susceptible to burning. So I just don't want her to get hurt and I want her to stay healthy. So we were treating it pretty aggressively last year and we got it to stall out. Uh, She's had it since she was three. It was diagnosed last year when she was five. Like we finally got the formal diagnosis and we treated it with light therapy. We treated it with creams and it was doing really well for a while where we only had like a small spot on the top of her foot. And we were uh, using an at-home system called the Dermapal. Uh, cause it was only one spot. And it was easy to treat instead of driving back and forth, but it is now starting up again. So we're doing light therapy this summer, since she's not in school and we have the time and it's coming up in places that she didn't have before we think maybe stress or maybe diet has triggered it to come back. Typically it's found in genetics. Uh, maybe it was hereditary, which it's not in our families, but it can be triggered by trauma. And she did break her leg when she was three. And then of course, shortly after that happened, this kind of started popping up. So we are guessing it is probably from that and hopefully it'll stall out or stop. It, it just kind of depends. I have heard that it's very common. A lot of, uh, you guys and others have reached out to me after I've spoken about it. So, uh, I'm there for you if you have questions about it, but Anyway, this is about activities. However, my point is because she's doing this light therapy, being in that light therapy booth for a minute or two minutes, it's like being outside for the entire day in the sun. So when she is done, she can get overheated very easily, dehydrated. So being outside is not ideal for the same day. Yes, you can use sunscreen. We have these, uh, long sleeve swimsuits and also just these, uh, keeps her cool. She doesn't want to wear pants and long sleeves outside and a hat and stay all covered up. I mean, I went very extreme last summer. Let's be real. Uh, this I'm not being as strict this, this year. Cause now I know what to expect, but if she has a, like, if she has a therapy day, I can't just take her outside all day. So I have to have activities to be inside to keep her cool. And I have to watch the water because you can get burned with the reflection. So. If you have a child that's more sensitive to sun, try some of these activities. Again, you can find them on my Instagram under the IGTV. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, I can put the, and I'll put the link uh, to the Instagram in the show notes. So it'll be easy for you to find, but hopefully that this gives you a couple of ideas and is helpful for you trying to just come up with inexpensive fun activities for your kids that are different that are portable, fun, and maybe you could have some fun with it too and really easy to make and doesn't take a lot of time. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Nothing fancy, nothing nothing crazy. And I hope you guys go and check out all the ideas. Tag me on social if you try any of them, please. I'm very interested to see all the different ways that you guys give these a try. And I will catch you guys next time on the next episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast.